0: And I, am desperate for You, O oh God, O oh God, O God. And I, I'm lost without You, God, O oh God, O oh God. Father, we thank You. Hello, sisters. Hello, how are you doing? Welcome to Alone with God. Welcome to Alone with God. I am so, so grateful to God for the opportunity to have us start today. Today is a good day. It's a good day. And I'm just grateful to God for this opportunity. My name is Busaya. Today I'm God's um, own daughter, his precious daughter. He loves me so much and i'm just going to be leading us in this process it's a journey um, i've hosted some courses but this is unique this is unique uh, i train i mentor i coach but this is to- just unique believe you me this is some a part i've never tried before because it's beyond the um, teaching it is impartation, is a flow, is a journey, is solitude, is sacred. You know, it's just beautiful. God is beautiful. And what is going to do in our life in the next few weeks is going to be awesome, beautiful. I want you to get ready to just flow with the Holy Spirit. Thank God. I'm so I'm so glad I'm speaking to believers. It makes it easy for me to be able to flow out in such a way that I want to, or the Holy Spirit want to flow out in me. I want you to know that I'm not the instructor. I'm not. Uh, I'm just a vessel. I'm a vessel that God is using to bring forth His word. Uh, and I'm also a participant because whatever it does through me, it doesn't mean. So I want us to just come into that understanding that I am not coming to teach you. The Holy Spirit is the one teaching you. He has just sent me, you know. So I really want us to get to understand that. I'm so happy to be to able to do this and I really wish I could hug everyone from here. I love you so much already. I'm, I'm already falling in love with everybody. See us as daughters of God from the same father. He loves us so much. And there's something he's about to do in our life. You are not in this group by mistake. No matter what you think, God brought you. God brought you. That one is sure, banker. God brought you. he brought you for a reason. He brought you because He has been longing for you. He has been stretching for you. Do you know as much as you yearn for God, He yearns more for you. He's chasing after you. He's our Father. He's Abba, and I love calling Him Abba, Father. He's chasing after us. There is no coincidence. It is God's incidences. That means God already orchestrating and leading our feet to make sure that we are in His will for our life. I love the Father that. that we are daughters that are yearning for God and beyond how you yearn for God, uh, God is yearning for you. God is chasing after you. God is loving upon you. I want you to know that one. That's the basic, that you want to find God. You want to dwell with God. You want to grow more in God, more than your desire. There is a plan. There is a longing. There is a, a quest in the heart of God saying, I want my daughters to come closer to me. I want them to be to me I want I want them to put their head upon my chest. You know that kind of a thing. God is just so beautiful and we just want to submit this journey that we're starting today into the hand of God. Holy Spirit, we, we ask that you take over. Holy Spirit, take over. Holy Spirit, take over, break our walls down. Ha! Break our walls down. Everything that wants to constitute a barrier to us receiving light in the next few weeks. Break it down, Lord. Break it down, Lord. Let's light permeate into our spirit. Let it permeate into us. Let it jack us up to our feet in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. So we start. as a teaching of, as uh, a learning of, I don't want to see it as a course. <laughs> I don't want to see it as a course. It's just to pour out it's a teaching. And, and, and let me say Two, three things we'll need in as we continue in this journey. You need solitude, you need silence, you need stillness, you need to be able to retreat. Okay. God doesn't meet us in the in the crowd. He meets no man in the crowd. He meets us in the place of quietness. So to be able not to miss God, you need to steal, to steal your your soul. You need to, in the next few weeks, I want you to, you know, create time. If it's once in a week if you have to fast, fast, if you're not fasting, I, I'm not saying you should fast, but if that will help you to be able to, you know, get to a place of quietness, fine. But get a a, 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 a day in a week where you just be with God, just love over God, or a period in a day, whatever it works for you. You you need to be able to take these teachings. And listen and listen again where you're quiet. You need to hear peace if you have to wake up in the night and listen. Because I believe that is in is in the place of quietness you hear God. You know, Elijah went to that mountain, he saw fire, he saw the earthquake. But God was not in it. How did he how was he able to hear that still small voice? It's because he still the spirit, he was quiet. So you need to be able to refrain from you know, reframe, just come in, come in. <laughs> That's what he said to Moses. He said, come up, come alone. That, there's a message in it, and it's alone with God. So it is a time of quietness. Just told so, you to just be staying quiet, just listening to God, just enjoying God. Because he doesn't speak to us in the crowd, as I said earlier. But you have to be quiet to be able to know and hear him. And I know that within the course of this journey, you are going to hear God clearly. If you're not been hearing God, you will hear God clearly, clearly in the name of Jesus Christ. Because something will be steady in your heart and you will love upon God. I find it difficult to pray. I find it difficult to be my scripture. You will be running after your scripture. Yes. That that's 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 God's word. Yeah, and it's a reality. That's going to be the outcome of this journey. Stay with God. A light. A Moses came down. Something changed physically. His face was radiant, and I know something changed spiritually too. You can't be alone with God in the next few weeks, and your life remain the same. It's not possible. It's not possible. So I just wanted to say that that please, the best way you can make use of what is coming is for you to maintain a light of quietness, of stillness, of solitude, and you know, and and still and. Still in the silence, stillness, and solitude. Welcome, and today we're going to start um with finding God. Ah, finding God, finding God. I'm sharing. I'll share my um slide with you, but beyond the slide, you need to listen because. There's some things I will say that will not be in the slide, but we you go to the slide, uh, it's just a guide, and it's just finding God. Let me read the scripture here, Psalm 63. It says, Oh God, thou art my God. Relationship. Relationship. Oh God, the God of the universe, thou art my, my own God. My own God. It must be your own father. It must be a personal God. It's not the God of the Christian. It's your daddy. My daddy, my daddy. Your baby is singing. It's your daddy. It must be your daddy. Okay. Early will I seek thee. Allah us My soul tested for thee. My flesh longeth for thee. In a dry and thirsty land where no water is. There is a drive that brought us here. Ah, There is a longing that brought us here. What are you looking for? I want to see you. I want to see your face. I want to know your way. That I might touch your grace. I want to see you. That's why you are here. And you've seen him, I want to see you. I want to see your glory. I want to know your way. I want to see you. He says, you are my personal God. Ah, And I will come early because I couldn't sleep because of a desire that's taken sleep away from me. Hmm. I thirst for you. I long for you. There is a desire if you are here, you have that desire. I congratulate you because you're going to be filled. Yes, you are going to be filled. For everyone that is thirsty will be filled. That's why I say, Come, come to the waters. Come, come and drink. There is more for you. I invite you to the river that does not run dry. Hey, hey. I invite you. Your thirst is healthy. Your quest is, is legal. Your desire is good. It shows that God is about to come for you. If there is a desire in your heart, I want to congratulate you. It is a sign that God is coming for you. And do you know something? Until you are filled, that thirst doesn't go. If you're thirsty, you can't get to a point where we say, okay, I'm thirsty for an hour. Now I, I'm no longer thirsty. No. Until that water comes to quench your thirst, you continue to seek him. You continue to know him. You continue to drive towards him. So if there is a longing in your heart, there are questions in your heart that you have not been able to find answers to, is good. It's a good sign. Don't, uh, we need thirst to follow God. We need desire to follow God. We need a quest to follow God. When our quest and our test is no longer there, we can't follow, we cannot follow. So it's a sign that God is coming for you. Say, where to see your power and to see your glory. Verse two, so as I've seen thee in the sanctuary, my desire is to see your power. My desire is to see your glory. My desire is to see you as I've seen you. I don't know where you are with God. Paravento, you have seen him before, but it looks as if the more you see, the more you look, the less you see. <laughs> don't worry. In this John, you will see. <laughs> he went up to Monsignor and he saw him. He beholded him. He behold because he asked God, God show me and God showed him. And that is a man that saw God face to face. And the Bible says at the end of the day, when he was about to be taken home, and the 120, he said his strength abated not. His face was just that of a young man because he took something from God. You are going to take something from God in the name of Jesus. I welcome you again to a loan with God. This is the place. This is a place where you will become. This is a place where we see him just as we have seen him in the sanctuary. Hallelujah. Let me just continue here it says because your loving kindness is better than life my lips shall praise thee thus will i bless thee while i live i will lift up my hands in thy name my soul shall be satisfied with marrow and fatness and my mouth shall praise thee with joyful lips when i remember thee upon my bed and meditate on thee in the night watches Because thou hast been my help, therefore in the shadow of thy wings will I rejoice. Hallelujah. But look at where I'm going, verse eight. It say, "My soul follow hard after thee." Hey, I feel like dancing. My soul follow hard after you. You have become my obsession, Malishada. You have become my obsession. Where can I go to find you, O God? Where can I go that I might be filled with your awesomeness to the extent I can touch your, fa- I can touch you, I can see your face, Lord. My soul follow hard after thee, and that's where I'll start from. Our soul follow hard after you, follow God, follow God, and that's why we are here, just to be alone with God. Father, we thank you. As we go into this model, the first lighting us up, help us to see in Jesus' name. So that was an intro. I hope you love it. Let's go to class. Let's go to class. Finding God. Finding God. And I read this scripture. It's about the lost coin. Luke chapter 15 verse 8 says, Either what woman having ten pieces of silver, if she lose one piece, does not light a candle, and sweep the house and seek diligently till she finds it. Let me read it again. Either what woman having ten pieces of silver, if she loses one piece, just one piece, does not light a candle and sweep the whole house and seek diligently, did she find it? Today we are talking about finding God and look at the projection or the process it says if you lose something precious you can't be at ease let me just say this to us i don't know where you how we call, but eventually you are at a point whereby you say i am no longer there i used to be fervent i used to be old i used to be i used to be don't worry it's a new day for you oh it is a new day that you used to be will become your reality more than that, in the name of Jesus Christ, have you lost touch with God? Ah. Or do you want more of God? Do you feel like, where I am, I'm not satisfied. I feel there is a longing for more. I've not lost touch, but I feel there's a longing for more. I feel there's a vacuum. I just feel, I feel, I feel there is more. It's a good sign. Or you have lost touch yet, but you want to go back and you don't even know where to start from. You say if you lose a piece of Gold of silver, you will light up a candle and you start searching. You start searching until you find it. But the word that actually caught my attention is that you will not search anyhow. You will look diligently. What does it mean to look diligently? It means to continue. It means to put in all your best. It means to put in all your energy. It means to be committed to this search. It means to is take take that process. Take it through the process. It means to stay put until. And in this program, you will stay put. You will not be tired. It will not be your portion that you start, you didn't finish. We are here to be taught of God. And as you diligently seek God, you will find God in the name of Jesus. So let's go. Go, we are leaving the table of content, and the first thing we are looking at in finding God is the acts of seeking. Acts of seeking. Let's turn our Bibles. If you have your Bible, fine. If you don't have it, I'll turn my Bible here to so Psalm 139. The act of seeking. Hallelujah. Psalm 139, and we're reading from verse 7 to 10. It says whether shall I go from thy spirits? Where will I go from your spirit? Where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. There is no way you can run to. Can I say to you, beloved sisters, if God's hand is upon your life, you can run. You can't run away from God. You can't run away from God. If you want to hide in the hole, he will find you out. <laughs> if you want to run away, you can't run away. Say, well, how can I how do I find, How do I hide from your spirit, the omnipotent, omniscient, all-present God, all-knowing God. He knows me. More than I know myself. Where do I flee from your presence? Even if I go to heaven, you are there. If I make my, you are there. He said, if I take the wind of the morning to fly away, you are there. If I dwell in the uttermost part of the sea, God, you are there. <laughs> Even there shall my hand lead me, and thy hand shall hold me. Abba Permit me to speak in tongues. <laughs> God is chasing after you. Mm. God will hold you. He will lead you. Ah, it will lead you to where He wants you to be. It will lead you to His presence. Ah, His hand is holding us. So let's go into what we have today. It says, The heart of seeking. The first thing here is, beloved sisters, you must recognize. And realize there is a loss and there is a vacuum. That's the first thing. You cannot seek if there is nothing that you've lost. You cannot seek more if there is no vacuum you want to feel. But if there is a vacuum, ah, there is time to feel it. Because that vacuum will create a hunger in your heart. Are you with me? You know, there are some times that God will create a vacuum in our life. So that even with money, you are not okay. With power, you are not okay. With children and every other earthly desire. Yet, you just feel that you are not full. Yes, I've experienced that in my life. I had no money. I had the position. I had everything going for me. But below, can I tell you, the more I had them, the more there was a void in my life. Mm. almost three years ago there was i didn't know that god was bringing me into purpose there was a void i just felt empty with everything that men desire i had it but i felt empty it's a sign that god is calling you do you know what god does if he wants to he wants to call you into intimacy He will make sure there is a void is is a vacuum there's an emptiness you won't be able to explain it that's the truth you will want to explain it to you, and sometimes it will create circumstances that will take everything away from you so that you are left empty. Because the power of God will not dwell inside the, with the strength of man. So two things you may experience is that there will be a loss. Like you lost touch with divinity. You are not there. You, are not, you know that you are not where you ought to be. It's time to seek God. It's not time to say, okay, maybe that's my portion. It's not your portion. (laughs) Or there is a vacuum. It's the time to say, when you experience and recognize it, I say recognition and realization. That's the first step to seeking. You must recognize and realize that there is a vacuum in my life. You shouldn't be told. You will not know. I knew it and I was looking for help. What is this that's happening to me? Help me. God, give me meaning. The more I was searching, that void, that vacuum led me to be searching for answers and led me to the feet of God. I've been born again all my life. But because God wanted me to enter into what I call destiny. You know, you can work with God, you are doing well, but there will be a chaos time that God say, this is the time I want you to manifest in me in, in, in a deeper realm. And since my life changed three years back now, so what? Three, three, four years, my life took a new turn. Because he said, up to this time, it is destiny calling. And I believe that destiny is calling somebody. You are not an unbeliever, but God say, come up either and let me show you things. He wants you to ascend. And that's why he's creating a vacuum, a, a void, a loss. And you are searching for answer. You will find it. In the name of Jesus. So the first is to recognize and that's what we read here. say where can I hide? There's something that is doing me, I don't understand it. and a realization that is a vacuum. The second thing we have to do that in the act of seeking is it brings you the, to a place of hunger and thirst. Wow. That void. that recognition and re- realization bring you to a place of thirst using myself as also as an example. Permits me. It brings me to the people of unsantable. I will just be looking for every audio, every message. Yeah, please help me. <laughs> I wanted answers. Are you testing? Are you hungry? Do you desire more? That is the art of seeking. So when that hunger comes, some people want to fill it with something else. Distract yourself. Let me just distract myself. Maybe I'll be fine. Because you're Christians, but yeah, some people even as Christians just go into drinking, into you know, just having friends, just just to feel that vacuum, just to feel it. You just do something that's not required, <laughs> not convenient. Because the the way God created man, we He created man to a extent that you cannot have vacuum there. You when there is vacuum, you will not be at ease. So it brings a hunger, and it brings you to the place of thirst. And it's a good sign. But at this point, can I say to you, sister, manage this face. Yes. This face is delicate. When you come to a place of hunger and thirst, you can run into what is not God. You can run into false prophets. You can run into, because even the devil will see that you are looking for something. So he begin to present alternatives to you. And that's why I want you to be very careful when you get to this place. But thank God for this platform. Then. <laughs> the search begins. Then the search begins. Then the search begins. Finding God. How do you seek God? How do you seek God? Let me show you something that is so significant in seeking God. The other ones are act and process. But now we want to seek God. Ah, do you know the act? Your own heart, your soul, is the candlestick. It's just like you light a lantern. There's, there's no light, so you want to put up a lantern or a candle to begin to look for what is lost. Your heart, your soul, is that candle that you used to seek God. I'm going. You don't seek God with your mind, like your knowledge. I don't understand. <laughs> I understand. You seek God with your heart. That instrument of uh, searching is your heart. Now, this is where it's delicate. We have different kinds of hearts. If your heart is not genuinely seeking God, you can't find Him. Now, I now discover something very, very significant. That it is your heart that determines your place and your relationship with God. You know, the scripture said that the Lord is searching for a contrary and a broken heart. In fact, those that walk with God closely, it is because of the kind of heart that they have. Yes, God is finding it easy to relate with a man, a woman that has a broken heart, a breakable heart, <laughs> a moldable heart. And that's why he said, Son, give me your heart. What God, the beginning of our work with God is at the level of your heart. What is in your heart? Is your heart truly a candlestick? Or maybe it's not. If your heart is not, if you don't have a contract spirit and a broken heart and a teachable heart, your heart is not yet a candlestick. It can be something else, but not. Because if you will connect and you will search truly and find God, you, there's a kind of posture you must embrace. There's a kind of art that God is looking for. How do you seek? You seek with your heart. Why do you seek God? Beloved, why do you seek God? Why do you do the things you do? Yet, if you know, and let us be sincere with ourselves, some of our desire is not from the right heart, is not with the right motive, Our motivation are still canal. And God knows. And it's not bad. It's a beginning of a journey. But if you want to see this God we are talking about, you would change your motive, and your motivation will be set aright. Yes, there's sometimes I've been there too. You know, you pray because I want power so that people can be falling, so that you know, fine. I want to show them that God is. Fine. I want to also be able to speak in everybody speaking is, is a motive. You can start with any motive. But if you want to continue in this journey, your motive must be right. Your motivation must be right. That's how to seek God. God knows why you're seeking him. But if you seek him with a genuine heart, you'll find it faster. Can I say that again? It's not as even if you don't seek God with a good motive, you will find it, but you will not be able to, you'll be at the outer courts. You know, there's outer court, there's congregation, there's inner court, there's the court of the court. Aha. They're the holy of the holy, rather. There's outer, there's inner, there's the holy of the holies. You will be at the outer court at a, at a level. But if you want to move from the outer court to the inner court, then to the holy, aha, your heart and your motive will change. It will be to be close to you, to see your face, to know your way. That will be what your heart is panting for not for anything just you will just fall in love with god that's it in fact that's it that's it i want to say something to us be sincere with god be very sincere with god even when you're struggling let god know you're struggling until your heart is set right you cannot seek well even if you seek you can't find him say you will find me when you seek for me with the whole of your heart Eh -eh, not some of it uh, it's not. With the whole of God will not strive with you. He wants everything. Mm. If it's not all, you can't have any him. He will not give you a part of you him. And you, if you want, he wants it to give you all. He will take all from you because you must be empty to carry God. Ah, yes. And I'm not saying you. Oh, you know, let me not scare you. We'll get to that point. We we're talking about phoning. You, you must be empty. To be able to seek God genuinely. Empty of self. Empty of everything that is worldly. Empty of your own, my own way. Things that are not in God. And the second thing is, how do you seek God? You must seek God with a desire and desperation. Sis, can I ask you, how far do you want to go with God? How deep? How deep? How deep? How far? How deep? desire. Okay, let me ask something. If you're fasting, maybe you dry fast and you're not drinking water. Can you get to a point where you become, no longer become thirsty? No. Even if you go for three days, you will still be thirsty. Can you get a desire and say, okay, I'm not even thirsty again. I'm okay, I feel filled. No. Your desire cannot be quenched until you are filled. So how do you see God? You see God with a desire. Ah, with an unusual desire. People will say, your word is too much. Do you know something? If people have not said, what is it? Maybe you are not still seeking. It will be like, just leave me. It is God I'm looking for. Just leave me. Let me find him. That's how you seek. With, With a desperation to know God. You know, if you seek with a desperation, you will not take no for an answer. Ah, that woman... That came and said, "Please, help my daughter. Help my daughter." Say no. she said no. <laughs> this is for the sons. I, I, I can even the crumbs. Self, I am not sent to you. The one said, if, "Give me the crumbs. I will take it." You will take anything just to be with God. <laughs> the excuses of "I don't have time." You will not, It will not come close to you because it becomes. Your 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 desire it becomes your food it becomes your your you know your is you're, you're just chasing after God. Give me you. Everything else can wait. Give me you, Lord. I hope I'm not too late. Lord, give me you. Lord, give me you. Lord, give me you, Lord, give me you, give me you, everything else can wait. That's the cry of a desperate person. That's how you see God. God is not found everywhere. God hides himself. For you to find God, uh, he hides himself. You have to go far. You have to go far. You have to go far. My soul longs after you. My body thirsts for you in a dry and weary land where no water flows. That's the joy. That's the heart of seeking. That's the heart of you. Forsaking all others for him. Forsaking all others for him. Let me move fast. I want to do this in less than one hour. We are still in that mode of finding God. And we have talked about the act of seeking and the art being that touchlight that you used to seek and the kind of act that can seek God. Okay? That is just the heart that is desperate, a heart that desires nothing but God. Not the heart that wants to add God to your curriculum or to your CV. And not the heart that seeks God for selfish motive. And not a heart that has not ulterior motivation for seeking God. Now, let's go to the part B of this model. It says the joy of finding. Mm. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. All I want is for you, for you to be glorified, for you to be lifted. All I want is for you. There is a joy that comes when you know that He with you. Ah, when you know that I have found it. Look at the scripture 15, verse, Luke chapter 15, verse 9, Say, It when and when she has found it, how do I know I have found it? Hey, how do you know you have found God? There is a joy, you know. Let me say the first thing that you know and you observe and you will discover when you find God is that you find joy. That's the truth. When you find God, you will find you will find joy. You just in the midst of there is no food, you will not be bothered. There is a your confidence level will just arise. It will rise up. You know you're not topped. You're not because you know that He that is with you is greater than He that is. Your God's presence will permeate you and give you peace and rest. Those that find God are joyful. They are confident. They are peaceful. They come into the place of rest. That's the sign that you have found God. That's the sign. Confidence will come. Rest will come. Joy will come. You will feel like you know. Are you falling in love now? Or Just so you are falling you know? in love. You will just ah. Uh, you will be smiling sheepishly. Eh? Uh, what happened because you are falling in love? That's it. That's it. That's the fun. That's the joy that comes in finding God. And I ask this question: Where do you find? I'm going to talk about it. Where do you find God? How do you know that you have found God? I've talked about, at least I've given you a clue to that. Really, can we ask, can God be found? Oh, yes. (laughs) I love the story of Enoch. And I've taught that in another class before. Enoch, please take it as an assignment. Go and study the life of Enoch. Just a few verses. It's not more than the chapter or two. Just go. to go, Enoch go, and study. What is it about this very, very unusual man that worked with God and, and God took him? Because he has left the realm of man. He worked with God with almost 85%. I think I've done that. 85% of the years he lived on earth, he worked with God. Ah! Please take it as an assignment. Let's talk about Enoch. Please, let's talk about Enoch. Let's talk about Enoch, okay? Yes. Can God be found? God found Enoch. Enoch found God. The both of them went to heaven. (laughs) Ah, see, if you want to find God, you must be devoted, totally sold out. That's the truth. I'm shouting, sorry. You must be totally... God can be found. God can live in the realm of man. God desires to live with us. That's why he will come down in the cool of the day to have fellowship with Adam and Eve. God created us for his pleasure. God wants to, we can host God. You can host God. that you become habitation where God dwells. God can be found. But it's not easy to find God. Yeah, that's it. You can't just find him. You, you will go all out to find him. Because God, you know, during the week, God was just showing me something about, teaching me something about um, a precious, like something that is precious jewel, that you don't keep your gold. If you have gold or you have diamond, some of us that maybe you have diamond or you have gold or have a precious jewel. You don't drop it in the gates or outside and you walk away. You know now. You even go and have a box and say, this box, you lock it. God is so precious. You can't find God anywhere. He has locked himself. He is hiding himself so that you can look for him and seek him so that he can be found of you. So he, God hides himself. He hides himself in lights. say so he dwells in unapproachable lights. That means you can't approach that light, yeah? Then yeah, you can see where God dwells. You can't find God anyhow. You have to go all the way to find God, but it can be found. It can be found. It can be. But you can't find him in flesh. You can't find him with yourself. The Holy Spirit is the one that reveals the Father to you. That's why we need the Holy Spirit. You can't assess him yourself, but it can be assessed. It can be found. Yet, you will need to go all out to find him. So where do you find God? Where do you find God? Where, God, where does God dwell? Yeah. It's everywhere, but it's not always everywhere like that. His manifest presence may not be everywhere. Where do you find God? For me, I will say, you find God first in the word. And that's why it was love the word of God. You find God in the word. That's where you find God. When anyone in the scripture that found God, the word of God proceeds first. He is a speaking God. Ah, Moses said, what is this that is burning? And the, the, the grass is not consumed. I would turn and see. As it turned, the first thing is that God spoke. That's how you find God. You find God in his word. When you find God, he will start to speak to you. That's how you, that's the primary basis of finding God. There are different journeys, later you from what to find. But the primary entrance of you, knowing that you have found God, you will hear God. His word. You find God in his word. His word. See, and the word of God came to Ezekiel. And the word of God came to prophet Isaiah. And the word of God, that's how you find God. One, then others. I won't talk about the others. But let's start with that. And how do you know you have found God? I've talked about there will be joy, there will be confidence, there will be rest. You know, how do you know you have found love? (laughs) How do you know? There will be assurance, and His presence will be with you. Ah, uh, His presence will be with you. In the day, you know He's talking to you. In the night, He's talking to you. He will be talking to you. If you go through your day without hearing God, something is wrong. Yes. Morning to night, you, a word didn't drop in your heart. Let that heart be awakened and enlightened now. Let your heart be awakened and enlightened. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. A heart that is alive, is that a, that is beating, that heart that is beating for God. And I challenge you, be quiet. If you talk too much, you will know when He talking to you. Yes. One area, one way you find God is that I know that you know that is with you. His presence. I've talked about joy, rest, that the it's covered. His presence. He will be speaking to you. If you go a all day, you are not hearing that still for small for Is that you are talking too much, or you're not living it, right, or you're living in sin, or you're living in disobedience? No, it's not possible. The presence of God is always with us. So challenge yourself. If you study the Word of God, your heart comes alive in God. You will always hear Him. Is your lover? Is your lord? Why wouldn't he talk to you? Over small things like wear blue, don't wear red. He will talk to you. Sit down. That one is okay. Go and check something is burning in the fire. Ah, uh, you think all the, uh, God? Ah, that's the way God talks. You just don't just talk. Don't hear the Lord. No, even small small things. Don't wear this clothes. Don't pass to that side. God talks to me. I went and obey. I, I see it. Don't put on the vata now. I went and put on the water. I Say go back and pray. I went to put on the water. As I put on the water, the water, I said, pee, pee. the water, I don't know, it starts misbehaving. It was singing to me, oh, my husband came and helped me. And I said, God, because he said oh, King Bon, sorry for those that don't, you, but they don't hear what, I said, don't go and put on that. You know, simple, small things like that. Eh, that's how God speaks. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, keys to fighting God, you must be a word addict. And I know that sometimes our flesh does not want us to study the word. When you open the scripture like this, you'll be sleeping. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I know. I've been there too. Or you read and say, muka, muka, I'm just reading and don't understand it. It's okay too. You may read and don't understand, but don't stop reading it. Ah, no. It's to discourage you from reading. That is just a disc- It is like a, you want to tell a art ground. It, it will take time, but when you persist, that word will open up to you, especially when you pray. I've always known when I was younger in the Lord, I'm still younger in the Lord, that before I read the scripture, I pray before I open. Now you say, pray before you open the scripture, pray before you do, Pray before you study the word of God. It makes the, the ground uh, softer for you, if I put that like that. It makes the ground softer for you. So pray before you study the scripture. Pray, 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 pray okay don't be tired of me i'm still speaking (laughs) so i'm going to close off very soon but i I want to do this once so the second thing is your heart and see the criteria the kind of art we're talking about that keys to finding god an unveiled art a broken art a contrite art a heart that can say yes daddy a submissive art where are we going let's go A heart can say lord i'm sorry just before recording, God corrected me about something. And I said, Go and make amend. I said, God, I'm sorry, I didn't see like that. I said, No, you don't do this. Do it like this. So go and do this. You must be having that kind of experiences in your life when God corrects you over your relationship, your utterances, your day-to-day life. If your heart is unveiled, you will see clearly. Do you know the things that veiled are heart? Uh, wordliness. The things of the world, say we behold him with an unveiled face, the glory, and we are changed into that same glory by the spirits. Second Corinthians chapter three, verse eighteen or so. As we behold him with an unveiled face, tear the the the, the full skin of your hearts. So don't pretend we go. I don't pretend we go. do when I go to God, even when I've messed up, I say, God, you see, I've messed up. I'm tired. See what I did? I said this, I did that. He knows. Be broken before God. Be able to be, be bare before him. Yes. Be able to be bare. Just be bare. Be bare. Be, just, 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 just be there. Don't hide from me. Love him. Even when you can't love him, say, God, I don't know how to love you. I really want to love you, but I don't know how to. You can't talk. It's a conversation you should have with your father. Prayer to me is not only. Father, father." prayer is talking to God. Talk to God the way you want to talk. The way you talk to your best friend, the way you talk to your father, the way you talk to your spouse, talk to God like that. There's some prayers that are not spoken prayers. It's heartfelt prayer. Your heart is just communicating with God. He hears it. I I believe I'm talking to somebody. You have not been praying as you ought to pray because of something that happened and you feel ashamed to approach the the throne of grace. Go back. Yes, that word is for you. It says, come back. Oh, backsliding daughter. You don't need a mediator. Just, Just receive grace to go back like that. Just talk to God in that broken state. Don't run away from God again. He has forgiven you. Forgive yourself. Yes, forgive yourself. Forgive yourself. Go back and just just go back and say, Lord, I'm sorry. Just start like that. Okay? I believe that word is for somebody. And the key is, the second key is to, the quest for God. You must desire God. You must long after Him. You must want to see Him. You must, you must pant after Him. That thirst must not be questionable. <laughs> it must not. That's the key. The one that continues to like, I want to, I want to, I want to. <clears throat> but then when they say, I'm okay, I don't find God like that. Though. You know, when there's this, search, this program we used to have, such, search, clinical search, ultimate search, that they'll be dropping pieces. And, you know, that's the way it is to find God. You'll be dropping clues. The more you see the clue, you now say, go to the next one. So that's how it brought you to finding God, to love love with God. Uh, it's clear, it will be dropping until you get to where he wants you to get to. Yes. So if you do not say, I'm tired, this, I'm tired, you go back, you will not find him. But you have to continue. int It will drop clues here, there for you. And that, that's what we we'll do all our life to see him. You can't get to a point and say, now nah, I've no God. Right? You can't, our heart cannot take the knowledge of God. It will burst. <laughs> Let me move fast. It will burst. We can't, the fullness of God in one one woman being is not possible. And he can't, you can't know all of him. He said he's come, he will come to us like rain. He's he's dawning upon us, you know. There's a scripture I wanted to quote by forgetting it. Death to self and flesh. That's the key to finding God. Death to what? Flesh. (laughs) You know, when he said to Moses, no man can see me. He actually meant it, that no human being, no flesh can see God. Let me put it straight here. No flesh can see God. If you want to find God, you must die to flesh. You must die to flesh. You must die to flesh. Flesh cannot see God. It's your spirit that you see God. And you know flesh is not our bodies. Flesh is the spirit. The spirit is the, is the, carnal, the carnality of man. That's what I call Flesh. It's not your body. No. The flesh has a spirit though. That's why Paul said, the things I want to do, I cannot do. The things I know I want to do, I can't do. Who will deliver me for this body, this flesh? Yes. Yes, we, I don't want to stay too long, but there is a flesh. There is something called flesh, which is backed up with the spirit. And that flesh, if it doesn't die, can the spirit cannot be led to be able to do the things of God. Yes. Your spirit cannot be led to do the things of God if flesh does not. Not that it moves very fast. Now the third part of this teaching this morning is what I call the responsibility of keeping. Ah, Father, help me today, and I want us to. I, I really want to round up with within an hour. I really don't want to rush too. You know, there's a point whereby you say, you you have heard that when people say, I I know God before, but I I don't seem to be able to understand him. Maybe I lost my relationship. I lost, uh, you know, fine. It happens. You have your responsibility. You have the responsibility to keep, can I keep God? To keep your relationship with God. I'm not talking about can I keep God like I want to keep God. Yes, you can keep God though. <laughs> you, you can host God and continue to be an habitation of his presence. But it takes a whole lot to do that. Because it can't be where it is. You know, there is sin. Yes, it takes brokenness, it takes death to flesh, death to yourself to be able to host the presence of God. And it's not the presence of God coming upon you for an assignment and lifting. No, it, it can come, you do the assignment, you will lift. No, for it to be dwelling inside of you perpetually in a manifest presence and manifest form, you need more than just living your life like a normal Christian. No, you need something that is called consecration as a concession to be able to host God. Yes, circumcision, consecration. Consecration is setting apart. Circumcision is taking out, taking out, cutting deep, whatever is not of God, taking it out. Two key things to hosting God is your consecration and circumcision. Very, very important. There see, 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 <laughs> You must be consecrated, set apart, not touching not unclean things. Touching not unclean things, living not ungodly life, and also continually to take away, because as you take away this false skin again, tomorrow it can come. So every day you will begin to cleanse yourself, wash yourself, circumcise yourself, taking away everything that is not looking like God in your life. Then you'll be able to stay with you in a manifest presence in the name of Jesus. So what is responsible? It is we have a responsibility to keep the fire on our altar burning. We have a res- responsibility. It is partnership. It is partnership. You have a responsibility. It's not all on God. God, if you want to show me yourself or you show me, no. God, if you want to help me or you help me, no. God, you man no. You, no. No, no. It is a responsibility. And a responsibility comes with what? Law, order, instruction, regulation. What to do, what not to do. That's responsibility. So here, Leviticus chapter 6, verse 12a says, The fire on the altar must be kept burning. Malagabaya Yashata. Kept burning. Who is going to keep it? You. <laughs> Holy Spirit will keep it. No, it's partnership. It is partnership. Three, three, it is partnership. Can two work together unless they be agreed? You are working with God. It's partnership. Enoch and God, partnership, partnership, partnership. If you do your part, God always comes through with his own part. He will always come. Remember, it's the covenant keeping God. He will come through with his part. So, how do you keep that fire? <laughs> how do you keep that fire? If you read that scripture, you can go read it. Let's go to chapter 6, verse 12. It says, Wood, you must put in the wood. <laughs> what is the wood? The word of God. Jesus said, man, do, do not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded from the mouth of God. In that scripture, I understand that if I want to live tomorrow, it's by the word. Today, is by the word. It didn't say by the word. It said but by every word. Like there is every word. The word for yesterday is not for today. Every word. If you say by the word, that means you just need one word and you are living. No. Every word, every word in this scripture, this Bible, is for you to live. All the New Testament is for you to live. So he say you must put in the wood so the fire doesn't go. If you don't put in the wood by the work of God, putting in the word of God, the fire can go. Ah, a believer that doesn't read scripture is a believer that is snoring. The fire will be put out. No matter how, how fierce you are, very soon it will leak out. Okay. So what is this fire? How do you maintain this fire? And how can I keep burning for God? Three questions. Very, very important. What is this fire? It's the fire of the Holy Ghost. It's God himself. <laughs> ah, you know God is a consuming fire. God is fire. Is that that invasion of the Holy Spirit upon your soul. Is That is the fire. <laughs> yes, that's the fire upon the altar. That Holy Spirit invading and burning in your heart. That's the fire. God Himself is the one that ignites the fire. The Holy Spirit is the one that sustains via the Word of God. Via the Word. How do you maintain it? I've talked about this. Put in the Word, put in the Word, and put in the work. Do the Word. Every instruction that you need for life and live in this in the Scripture. Fast and pray. Is this Scripture? Do not touch on Is this right Scripture? Wait upon the Lord. Is this a Scripture? Endure. Love. Isn't that Scripture? Abide in me. Everything. is in that Scripture? For life and living. If you sit down with the word, you will know what to do and what not to do. That's the truth. You will be taught by the Holy Spirit. It will brood upon the word. It will give it meaning. It will break it down for you in the name of Jesus. So how can I keep burning for God? I've talked about it. You can't keep burning for God. Ah, your path will shine brighter and brighter. No, you are sent. Yesterday's gone. Today I'm in need, Holy Ghost fire, fill me up, rain in me, rain in me, breathe on me, Lord. Holy Ghost fire, breathe on me, yesterday's gone, today I'm in need, Holy Ghost fire, breathe on me. a few minutes more. And the last slide here is, the responsibility is resting on you, Oh God. The responsibility of finding God is resting on you. Come to me, all ye that are weary and heavily laden, and I will give you rest. Carry my own yoke, for my body is light and my yoke is easy. Yes, the Lord God. The responsibility is on you. He has invited you. He's still calling you, he said, Daughter, give me your heart. He is ever loving, ever faithful, always calling. So, to respond is on you. And what are the responsibilities? I have five, six of them here. Be diligent about your work with God, fellowship with God. Oh, please be diligent about your work, quit religion. It is fellowship. Can I say that again? It's not religion. If you do the work of God, if you work with God in a religious way, you'll be tired. We go to church on Monday, we go on Wednesday. Activity activity cannot fill that vacuum. Activity can never fill that vacuum. Be diligent with God. Be diligent with God. Be diligent with God. Be diligent about your work with God. Ensure that you target fellowship over religion. It is a relationship. in not work with God. It was not about activity. Your work with God is a relationship. It is a fellowship. Second thing, be decisive about your faith. Show up when you need to show up. Shine forth when you need to shine forth. Show forth when you need to show forth. 30 things, show up. When it is time to pray, don't, don't play. Show up. It's 6 o'clock, you wake up to pray. Make sure 6 o'clock every day you are praying. Show up. God is waiting for you. Shine forth. Don't be in the midst of darkness and you cannot decide for God. Are you a Christian? Are you on? To, let me not talk because they will say my own too much. Ah, Your own is much. Shine in the midst of darkness. Let people know that you're a woman of faith. Yes. And show forth. Go forth. Wherever he has sent you, go there and do the work of God. It is in doing the word of God that we become known to God the more we grow in our faith. If you don't serve him, you can't be serviced. And you can't be serving God and not see him. You don't have an that you don't see. Like you have a boss, you don't see the boss. No. Because you are working for the boss, you, you'll be seeing the boss. So if you want to see the face of God, work for him. When you work for him, you will see him. Yes, that's true. That's the truth. Number three, detach to attach, and this I say, lay it aside. Lay it aside. There are some things you will lay aside. The little foxes that destroy your vine lay them aside. You have to leave to cleave. Say, come out of them. Ah, it's your responsibility to detach. God, please send this person away from my life. It will not send anybody away from your life. Someone was needing to change friends. You need to change friends. Any friend that is taking God away from you will run away from them. It's your responsibility. It's resting upon you. Yes, Eh, but I will feel it. Those are the things you have to feel. Your cross You have to bear. You can't be attached to some people and you want to be attached to God. Some relationship, you must leave them. You must leave those relationships if you want to show forth for God. And the next one is show up every day. I've talked about in word and in prayer. Show up every day in word or in prayer. Then the next one is take out the little foxes. You know them. You know the weights. You know the besetting sin. You know those places that you are weak. Pray over your weaknesses. Tell God about them. Tell God to strengthen you. So that the devil will not lay weight at that point. You know, if it's someone that you eat too much, you talk too much. That is where the devil begins to like, Eh, let me lay ambush here. Don't be complacent, being cold. Don't make excuses for those weaknesses. In your weakness is his strength perfected, but talk about it. Tell God about it. That's your responsibility. In finding God, resp- these are the things we must do if we want to find God. Retreats. Don't wait to burn out before you retreat. Uh, retreat is cocoa as in real. Six-unit course, no carryover. There is no man that does great things for God, that sees God, that goes far with God, that doesn't have a time to retreat. This world is too heavy. It's too dirty. The more you go, go. You will not know when things are dropping on you. You also go back every day and receive our new strength. You must... And retreat is not... Um, church retreats. No, you can a day retreat. Just stay that day. You don't go out. You pray for money. If it. If have money, go to a quiet place and stay there. That's where you renew. straight. That's where because beloved sisters, if you continue to work with this oil and you don't have extra oil, your lamp will go out. Though I mean, not be your case in Jesus name. The five and the five virgin and the five free virgin. They are extra hot. Where do they get the extra In the place of retreat. That's where they got the extra word. It's in the place of retreat so that when they go into the place of retreat, God will top it off for them, top it off for them, top it off for them. Eh, that's it. Father, we thank you. Help us to find you. Help us to know you. Help us to love you. Show us mercy, Lord. Breathe upon this word in the heart of you. Others. Help us to decide for you. As we long after you, as we knock, as we seek, may we find. You say those that seek will find, those that knock, the door will be open. Help us to find you. Put an unsatiable hunger in our hearts to long for you. And as we run after you, our heart pant after you, may we be filled with the fullness of the Father in the name of Jesus. There is an instruction that is coming out. Let me just pray in the Spirit for a few seconds to clear it. Thank you, Lord. And the Lord says to say to us, create time. He say, come up and meet me. That's what I said. Tell, tell them to meet me. And it could be after this, you're listening, because he say meet me. Meet me. That means he's saying, come. I want to have a meeting with you. Yeah. So I want to reemphasize emphasize that word retreat. Because that's a Tell them to meet me. Create a meeting place. I must not be a place. But go and meet your father. He's calling for you. Yes. Yes. Wow. That's so, so instructive. Tell them to come up and meet me. So if, if that word is for you, it's for me. It's for every one of us. Go up and meet the Lord. Go up and meet the Lord. Take a time out. Take a day out. Take the midnight hours out and meet the Lord. You'll be amazed what God will tell you when you come up and meet Him. Thank you so much for doing this with us, with me today. See you next week as we go forth in the Lord. I will take another model. Love you. Have a great day.